Hey fans, a little bit different intro today, not the usual music and the best in class fanfare. This is the best in class podcast with Sean Sullivan. He'll be up in about 15 seconds or so, but I want to introduce you personally to my good friend, Sean GM of Bill Curry Ford, but also the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. He's always worth listening to always fun. First 10 minutes or so today, he dives into uh, plenty of bucks. And then from there, it's his usual sprint through the NFL, checking in on draft picks, young players, and how they're being used, what's happening around the league. Sean's got some great personality, puts his heart into it, and he's always thinking bucks with whatever's going on around the league. Enjoy it. It is the Best in Class podcast. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan, coming to you from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. So glad to be back. I am so sorry that we missed last week. We had an audio issue uh, with our special guest, Lita Kemper, from Joe Buck's fan. It was a fantastic episode where all the Saints fans would be crying and weeping if they heard what I had to say. Unfortunately, not going to point fingers, but I'm pointing a finger right now. Screwed up the audio. So that's awesome. Please follow us at, at Bill Curry Tampa. Facebook, Instagram, what is another one? Uh, Twitter, all that stuff. Lots of fishes. Snapchat me. What, whatever you guys do, that's all, all good. I'm not into social media, but I am. I have my own podcast. I know I'm a I'm a walking irony. Here we go. Let's get started on the game. Oh, you know what? I do want to say something. I want to. So we had our Christmas party. Uh, it was fantastic. Where we celebrate Christmas with the staff at Bill Curry Ford, and the Curry family gives a present to every child of every employee. It's fantastic. And we had a marching band this year, thanks to Titus O'Neill. Special thanks to Iconic uh, Preparatory School. They did such an amazing job. I was so impressed. Um, they got us all in the Christmas spirit with their marching band. We were blessed to have them. Special thanks again to Titus and, and his team for getting us these people. They were awesome. And uh, I think I'm going to do it every year. I really was so impressed. I think we're going to watch these kids grow up because I'm going to get them every year. We're going we're gonna to grow that band. So let's get on to the uh, important stuff. Come down and order a car before the end of the year. Trade in your car. Let me buy your car. Your car is never going to be worth more money than it is right now. Uh, we have the Broncos, the Mach-E's, the new Ford Lightning, which everybody keeps calling me about, the new Bronco Raptor, which everybody keeps texting my phone about. Listen, you have to come down and, and get your reservation now. Let's get it on order. I can buy your trade right now before the end of the year, before it gets older. It's never worth more than, again, than it is worth right now. Uh, and then you have the end of the year push for all those businesses that need the tax break. We're helping uh, Bill Curry Ford's assisting in that issue. So come down and I will talk football with you, sell you a car, sell you parts, body shop. I will get you into my service department, whatever you need. Bill Curry Ford uh, has been serving Tampa for 61 years, and now we're going on 62 years, and we're very proud of it. And then, of course, we're under construction, so please forgive our progress, but we are going to have something that Tampa is going to be amazed by that you deserve as a Super Bowl champion, as a Stanley Cup champion, with at least a world, two World Series visits. We haven't brought it home yet, but we will. But we're building a, an iconic store. Uh, Bill Curry Ford was the number one store in the world for over 20 years, and it was called The Giant, and The Giant returns in 2023. I'm very proud to say that. Okay, I'll touch a little bit on the New Orleans game last week. Sean Payton did not have COVID. This is not news. He was just avoiding me. That's all he was doing. He hid like the coward that he is. Also, um, hate all you New Orleans fans. You can only beat the Bucks. I have no idea why. You guys are our kryptonite. We're Superman. Uh, when we win another Super Bowl, I won't ever think about you again. So hope you um, lose every game. All right. 
Let's start with the Bucks game. So the Bucks took care of business against the Panthers, 32 to six. This was a very, very like preseason game. Carolina offered really no uh, defense. I mean, we were we were out. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, my boy, playoff Lenny. We we were out with, with those guys are out, and we didn't have Levante David. I mean, this team, you know, we have a lot going on. And guess what? Players stepped up, and we did a great job, and we won. And Carolina really had no answers. Um, let's talk about some of the draft picks. Uh, Sean Vaughn, third round pick out of Vandy last year, had seven carries for seventy yards and a TD. Uh, I was so proud of him on that 55-yard run. It really helped set the tone for the game that we're going to be physical in that game. As you saw, there was terrific blocking by uh, Cyril Grayson, who was a free agent that we signed at LSU. He had three catches for 81 yards, and he really blocked well in that game. Proud of those guys. You know, Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, is, is he had hands at Vandy, I promise. I scouted the guy. I don't know what's happened to his hands. He had that terrible third uh, down drop where – yeah, I don't think anybody was more disappointed than him in that. He's got to get that figured out or he's not going to be on the team for very long. But he also did terrific uh, in pass pro compared to Ronald Jones, who ran the ball, who caught the ball, actually. But uh, obviously, Rojo dropped a couple of balls, too. And he's just not good in pass protection. But Sean Vaughn was on the field for almost as many snaps as Rojo. And now, guys, that's all third down protection. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, came back, 10 catches for 101 yards. He looks like he's, a, a, you know, in Pro Bowl shape. You know, that guy's an incredible player. I'm so happy to have him back. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, our fourth-round pick uh, out of Pitt. Now, that's our 2018 class. And if you go through that, I'll, in the offseason, I'll go through some of our, our draft classes. But this 18 class is turning out to be some draft for, for the Buccaneers and Jason Light. Uh, Jordan Whitehead, just a tremendous game. It was all over the field. Grant Stewart. The seventh-round pick this year, Mr. Irrelevant out of Houston, had four tackles on this game. The guy is a special teams demon. I will tell you something about this guy. This guy is not irrelevant. This guy is an important cog on our team. He shows leadership. He shows energy. I I just really like what he brings to the table. We had a K.J. Britt sighting. Um, He was our fifth-round linebacker out of Auburn from this year. He had two tackles on the game. He was also very engaged in the game. Brings a lot of energy. He's just a throwback physical linebacker. Joe Tryon, our first-round draft pick, um, had two QB hurries. Now, he didn't have any tackles in the stat line, but if you watch this game, Joe Tryon collapsed that pocket over and over and over again. I I would say that three of our eight sacks, Joe Tryon specifically caused by collapsing that pocket and and making Cam Newton step up and, and get sacked or step to the right. The reason why I struggle to remember Cam Newton's name is because I think he's irrelevant and I think he steals um, laptops and I'm glad Florida didn't keep him. So, uh, I'm sorry, allegedly, I have to say that. Um, Can't stand the guy. My favorite play I play a lot on uh, my computer when I'm in a bad mood or I'm having a bad day, the play where Cam Newton is walking into the end zone, staring back at the defensive back like, hey, I'm Superman, and then just gets rocked from his blind side and then staggers into the end zone and then got concussed. So you, um, it's, it's available on YouTube if you don't watch that. Watch um, Cam Newton gets blasted at the goal line. I recommend it to everyone who um, can't stand Cam Newton, which is probably everybody. Although fashion sense-wise, um, uh, you know what? He has no fashion sense either. Never mind. He's terrible. All right, on to the next thing. Mike Ed- Edwards had a return with Antonio Brown. Mike Edwards, our third-round pick out of Kentucky, had seven tackles. He stood in for Antoine Winfield Jr., which was our rookie from second-round pick. I, I will tell you, out of Minnesota, I will tell you that Mike Edwards has has really come on. This is a player that I personally criticized 
um, his rookie year just because he just looked lost. And then I realized how hard it is to adjust a defensive backfield in an NFL team. It just looks like he's needed more time. And I'm so proud of Mike Edwards, and I hope he's listening to this podcast. You did a fantastic job. I'm very excited to have you back. When this whole team is together, we get Antoine Winfield back against the Jets, who is our next opponent, by the way, who, again, we should, we should have done by the first quarter. We should, be, we should have dispatched that team. But we're going to have our entire defense back, hopefully, well, uh, in the defensive backfield. Levante David, I don't know if he's coming back for the, um, for the next game, but I'm so proud of these guys and how they've come together. We've had two consecutive games where we've given up no t- uh, touchdowns. The last touchdown we gave up was in the third quarter of the Buffalo Bills. So if you go by quarters, it's actually more. So I'm really impressed with with the guys and what they've done. Again, that defense looks like it's playoff ready. Super excited. Going into the Jets game should be an easy uh, walkthrough win. The other thing, Tom Brady was efficient in this game. He he found um, some open players. Gronk is still struggling. I don't know what's going on with, with the man, but hopefully he'll get it figured out. I mean, he was triple teamed. At one point in that game. So it just looked like Carolina said everyone can beat us, but Gronk and Brady aren't going to beat us. So, um, And it looks like we were very physical. That I believe they nicknamed our offensive line five pieces of granite, I think is what they called them. But they, they definitely are a stone wall, and uh, they played well. Kappa had a rebound game. There's really nothing to talk about in Carolina. They just are terrible. Uh, I don't know if Matt Rule survives after firing um, Brady as his offensive coordinator, who everybody in the NFL circle says is a brilliant offensive coordinator. And the way that he flip-flopped quarterbacks, I, I just don't, I didn't understand what he was doing. But again, he's the professional, I'm not, but I can only tell you the observation-wise, the results were terrible. You, you, you lost 32-6. to six. Again, let's get on to the next game, Go Bucks. We've now got 11 wins, we clinched the division title, and we go in and we play the Jets in Carolina at home to finish up. So hopefully we finish up 13-4. and four. We just need a little help to get into that uh, second seed, possibly first seed. We'll see. Cincinnati and the Ravens. The Bengals won 41-21 to over the Ravens. This wasn't much of a game. Uh, Cincinnati dominated from the beginning. The Ravens started Josh Johnson at quarterback. For those Bucks fans, you know who Josh Johnson is. He was our fifth-round pick in 08 out of San Diego. 28-40 for 304 and two TDs and a pick. I mean, he played pretty well, but the, the, the Cincinnati offense was just too much. Rashad Bateman. Uh, the Ravens' number one pick out of Minnesota had four catches for 26 yards and a TD. He's been hit or miss this year. You know, he missed four games to start the season. He's got 500 yards on the right now in the season with three games left, so he's not going to get to 1,000 yards. But um, we'll see. It looks like he has a bright future. Let's talk about the Bengals. Joe Burrow. right? Uh, Joe Burrow was a Cincinnati first-round draft pick out of LSU. Went 37 of 46 for 525 yards and four TDs. That's third all-time in an NFL game, 525 yards. He was unstoppable in this game. If you love football, which I hope you do if you're listening to this podcast, and a special um, shout-out to my South Koreans, this is a game that you should go on GameStop and, and watch this game. This is an amazing football game. If you love watching the ball get thrown all over the field accurately and just this kid plays with so many so much guts. It's just amazing. This whole thing about the 525 yards and him getting fired up because the defensive coordinator of the Ravens questioned him and said, "I'm not going to measure. I'm not going to compare him to Aaron Rodgers or measure him for a Hall of Fame jacket." Listen, I understand how that could fire someone up, but you're an NFL player. Everyone should be fired up for every game. As I always say, you shouldn't require any bulletin board material to play in the NFL. You're playing a game as an adult, getting paid millions of dollars. 
your life is awesome, so uh, maybe you should get up for every game. But anyway, congratulations to Joe Burrow. T. Higgins, I've talked about him all year. He's a second-round pick out of Clemson for the Bengals last year. He had 12 catches for 194 yards and two TDs. He's a terrific red zone target. He's benefiting from the fact that Jamar Chase, who was their first-round draft pick at LSU, has um, has drawn the double team every game. By the way, Jamar Chase had seven catches for 125 yards. He had a good game. Uh, he hasn't had uh, the past three or four weeks. It looks like he's hitting that that rookie wall um, that he didn't have at the beginning of the season, but he's still getting ready for the playoffs. But if you look at it, T. Higgins, 12 for 194. Jamar Chase, 7 for 125. What a combination. There was a Noah Spence uh, sighting. He had a tackle in this game. And the reason I bring it up is for Bucks fans. He was our um, second-round pick in 2016 out of East Kentucky. Uh, apparently, he was a pass rush specialist. But he had one tackle in this game, so I thought I should mention it as an ex-Buccaneer. So let's talk about the Cincinnati's um, starting offense. With Burrow, Mixon who, by the way, is one of the top running backs in the NFL. You have T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and C.J. Um, I never pronounce this right, so I'm going to go um, Uzma, uh, tight end. So uh, please don't send me any emails at uh, uh, bestinclass at billcurry.com telling me how to pronounce it. You guys can leave me a voice memo. I never get it right. I've heard it Uzama. I've heard it Uzam. I've heard it Uzo. I believe uh, Jeff Patterson, my new car director of Bill Curry Ford, brought it to me and, and was showing me how Google helps you pronounce these things. Yeah, well, it just doesn't work for me. So I, it's a mental block, I think. But that starting offensive line for Cincinnati is fierce. So congratulations. They're finally putting it together. And as a, as a Buccaneers fan, having the Bengals play well and win is important to me just because I'm, I'm a long-suffering Bucks fan. I know what it's like to go 10 or 15 years without a playoff win or a visit to the playoffs or even a second-place finish in our division. I can tell you that I watched um, you know, in the NFC Central when we were with the Lions and the Bears and the Vikings and, and, and watching us finish in the Packers and watching us finish last every year. That was tough, and it was year after year. So I, am, I, am, I have a soft spot for these teams that are, that are putting it together. So congratulations to the Bengals. Uh, next game, Titans and the 49ers. The Titans won 20-17. to Really, there was a Randy Bullock uh, late field goal that won this for the Titans. The Titans were just decimated with uh, COVID and injuries. Um, you know, the Titans have played an NFL record 88 players this season. That's, that's an NFL record. That's incredible. And they still beat a 49ers team that had Garoppolo in their starting offensive uh, uh, there. So I don't know why the 49ers win some games and lose other games. I haven't watched enough of them play-by-play play to understand what they're doing. It sure seems to me like they just play to their talent. When they play a good team, they play well. The Titans were a decimated team. The 49ers should have rolled this team. I'm sure Vegas said the same thing. And then the Titans end up pulling out a win. So congratulations to a very good coaching staff for the Tennessee Titans. Packers played the Browns, and they won 24-22. This was an outstanding game. The Packers now 12-3. We're 11-4. We need the Packers to lose the next two games against the Vikings and the Lions. So we need that to happen. We need them to go 12-5 and and, you know, and Aaron Rodgers to, um, I don't know, re-injure his turf toe. I mean, he walks around like it's this big deal. Oh, I have this terrible toe. I'm throwing for four touchdowns. I'm so tired of you um, and your State Farm commercials. So um, hope you lose every game. Baker Mayfield, obviously the first-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, was the number one overall pick. He had four picks in this game. He just Every single time the, the Browns ran the ball to get back in this game, he threw a pick that would screw up the drive. I don't know what's going on with this guy. 
that last pick on that last drive when they were going to win the game, that would have been so beneficial to the Bucks. and Baker throws another pick. I mean, some of those balls are just, he's thrown high over and over again. And I don't know if it's his height or if he's not seeing over the line or he doesn't have the ability to roll out with his injuries, but man, does he look very ordinary or less than ordinary. MJ Stewart had a terrific game. Uh, he was our second-round pick of the Bucks in 18 out of, out of uh, North Carolina. This guy had 10 tackles and two for loss. So he's playing like this hybrid. Um, I know he's listed as a safety, but he's really playing linebacker for the Browns, like that money-backer role that, uh, that Arians had um, when he was in Arizona. But, man, does it suit him. He doesn't need top speed, which he does not have. We knew that when we drafted him. But he, can, he is a perfect tackler, and he's very physical at the line. Congratulations to MJ Stewart. It looks like he found a home with the Browns, and I wish him to have a great career. No ill will that we wasted a second-round pick on you because that happens, but I do. I wish him well. I, I saw him, and he, was, he played excellent. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Kamora, the second-round pick out of Notre Dame, uh, had six tackles at the linebacker position in this game. That guy's a phenomenal player. The, he's going to be a Pro Bowl player for the Browns for a long period of time. Eric Stokes, um, the Packers' first-round draft pick out of Georgia, he had two tackles and one pass defense. The reason why I think this is interesting is, one, starting in the NFL as a corner is very difficult as a rookie. I think I've been told that it's the most difficult position in the NFL to play. Eric Stokes is playing this at a high level. And when I say high level, he's tied for sixth in the entire NFL in pass defense with 14. So congratulations to Eric Stokes. He's having a solid season. I mean, he makes his little rookie mistakes, but overall he's played very, very well. Next game, uh, Colts-Cardinals. Uh, Colts won 22-16. to you know, Carson Wentz in this game was efficient. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, their second-round pick out of Wisconsin, had 27 carries for 108. He, he ran pretty well. It was actually his lowest yards per since he played the Bucks, but he got the job done against the Cardinals. Michael Pittman Jr., the second-round pick out of USC of the Colts, had eight catches, 82 yards. He's got 971 yards on the season, so congratulations to Michael Pittman Jr. He's having a terrific um, second year, second season. Getting back to Jonathan Taylor and the MVP talk, I understand running the ball in the NFL and being as talented as Jonathan Taylor because if you guys remember in my podcast for the draft, I was telling everyone that Jonathan Taylor is the real deal, that he needs to be a high draft pick, and somehow he lasted a second round. I really wanted him to come to the Bucks. didn't happen. But anyway, the Bucks don't like drafting these running backs. I get it. There are some really good ones, um, and this was one that I was on. I was really high on, and it turned out to be – a hit for me on this one because these guys played really well. But the MVP talk uh, needs to go to Tom Brady. I mean, to, to be his age and to be lead the NFL in receiving, I'm sorry, in passing yards and in touchdowns, and hopefully he's going to get to 13 wins um, at his age. He'll be the oldest quarterback ever to do that. He has every NFL record. He's leading all quarterbacks. And, and this Aaron Rodgers thing, okay, you want to give the MVP to Aaron Rodgers for what? They have one more win in the Bucks. Tom Brady beat them head to head last year, and Tom Brady has better statistics. So why would we want to give it to Aaron Rodgers? I don't understand how he moves around in the MVP race. To me, that's just nothing more than nonsense. Again, the Colts win twenty-two to sixteen over the Cardinals, uh, which obviously was a great, uh, great for the Bucks. Uh, Falcons Lions. I know this sounds like a terrible game, but I really do like watching the Lions play. I told you. Uh, they get, they play with such heart. They just don't play with any talent. The Falcons won this game 20-16. to 16. Jared Goff didn't play um, for the Lions. Amon St. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown at USC, their fourth-round draft pick, nine catches, 91 yards, and a TD. 
I might I might be the only guy in the whole world that thought this guy was going to be a star. I was talking about him from week one and told you that he'd be Jeff Goff, or Jared Goff's number one target, and he is. He has been sensational. I have no idea how this guy fell to the fourth round. When we do our draft podcast over the uh, summer, I'll break down the wide receivers. This guy was the real deal. He played at a top uh, California university. He was always on television. I, do, I don't know what sometimes these talent guys look at. How, how does Jeremiah Wusukamura fall to the second round? How does Amon Ross St. Brown fall to the fourth round? I don't know what these guys watch. If, they, if, if you're not watching tape and watching these guys in college and you're just going by the, the combine, then you're, then you're really, really losing out as, as, a, as a, a scout. You know, the combine is only supposed to firm or deny what you see on tape. It's not supposed to make you make decisions. Panay Sol, the offensive tackle out of Oregon, first-round draft pick, uh, the Lions, solid player. He's playing, really getting, uh, finding his own. So that's a great pick by the Lions. Kyle Pitts. Number one draft pick out of Florida of the Falcons. Had six catches for 102 yards. He's got 949 yards on the year. He is now a little over 100 yards away from breaking Mike Dick's rookie record for receiving yards by a tight end. I think he's a, unless he gets hurt, he's a shoe-in. Kyle Pitts will be the best rookie tight end in NFL history with receiving yards by the end of this year. Congratulations to Kyle Pitts. On to the Rams and Vikings. Uh, Rams uh, 30, uh, Vikings 23. There's really no rookies to talk about in this game. I'll just touch on a couple of topics. Sony Michelle out of Georgia, 27 carries, 131 yards and a TD. The Vikings looked like they didn't want to tackle the guy. Uh, Cooper Cup out of East Washington had 10 catches for 109 yards. Um, a typical uh, game for Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford had three turnovers in this game. I mean, as, as good as he's been this year, he turns the ball over, which is good. If the Bucks have to play the Rams... We need our we need everybody in that backfield because this guy will turn the ball over and the, the Vikings didn't have their best player Dalvin Cook didn't play so unfortunately the the Rams won this game I would have liked to have seen them lose this game but again they won 30 to 23 Texans and the Chargers this is a trap game of all trap games right the Chargers are absolutely decimated with the covid right now so they were missing so many starters they were missing their top the running back they missed their two wide receivers, two starting wide receivers, tons of guys on defense. They lost this game 41 to 29 against the Texans. So it's it's just really crazy when you think about it. Asante Samuel had three tackles and two pass defense. He was a second round draft pick out of Florida State of the Chargers. Uh, my boy Justin Herbert out of Oregon still played well, 27 to 35, 356 in a TD, throwing to guys that he doesn't normally throw to. Davis Mills, the first, the third round pick of Stanford out of Stanford was 21 of 27, very efficient, 254 yards and two TDs. Listen, Houston, I know you're going to have a tough time with this, but this kid has put together a six game stretch where he's playing some terrific quarterbacking. I'm telling you right now, you might want to give this kid a chance next year with giving him some receivers and a running back and an offensive line and, and a whole team. So you might want to see how that goes. And there's been a Rex Burkhead. The only reason I bring in this up is because this guy's had a career renaissance. 22 carries, 149 yards, and two TDs. He was a six-round pick eight years ago out of Nebraska by the Patriots. So if you think about that, congratulations to Rex Burkhead. I heard he's a classy guy, but man, does he run hard. Uh, it looks like he's just he, he's enjoying being the feature back of the Houston Texans. Um, and congratulations to Davis Mills, who really struggled early in the season, and it seems like he's really putting it together. Congratulations. Uh, Bills, Pats, 
Bills won this game 33-21. This was really a game that's just too much Josh Allen. Uh, he completed 30 passes for 314 and three TDs. He also led uh, the the Bills in rushing for 12 carries for 64 yards. Uh, Josh Allen was just all over the field on this game. Uh, the Pats had no answers. The Pats have not been able to slow the run down uh, in the last three or four games, and that's why they're on a losing streak of two in a row. They've got to stop the run. Uh, Mac Jones, first-round draft pick at Alabama. He had two turnovers and um, both interceptions. That's not like him. He's been very efficient with the ball, not turning it over. But it looks to me like, um, you know, he's forcing some balls. Maybe defenses are figuring him out. So he's going to have to do some adjusting. Uh, Damian Harris, the third-round draft pick out of Alabama last year of the Pats, um, had 18 carries, 103 yards, and three TDs. I had to point that out because that was an amazing game for him. If you didn't watch this game, um, it's worth watching just to watch Damian Harris run the ball. Only on, he had 103 yards and three TDs on only 18 carries. It was one of his best games as a pro. It was very interesting to watch. Jets and Jacksonville. Interesting. The battle of two first-round uh, quarterbacks. So the Jets won this game 26-21. to They're the Bucks' next opponent. I feel sorry for the Jets. Even with the Bucks and the limited players we have, the Bucks' defense is going to rock uh, um, Zach Wilson and the Jets. Zach Wilson's their first-round draft pick out of BYU. Had, his, had a touchdown pass, which I wrote that down in my notes. That's amazing because this kid never throws a touchdown pass. He also had 91 yards rushing and a rushing TD. If you didn't watch, he had the longest run from scrimmage for, for the Jets this year. That's amazing. Uh, that run was he just took off. I mean, this kid's got some speed. I didn't know that about Zach Wilson, but it's good to know that he has that. Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, their fourth-round pick of the Jets, came back. 16 carries, 118 yards on the ground. Terrific game for Michael Carter. I really feel like they found something with him and Elijah Moore out of uh, out of Ole Miss with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson just has to play better. Rookie quarterbacks are hit or miss. That's just the way they are. Speaking of miss, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick out of Clemson, 26 of 39 for 280. Again, no touchdown passes. This kid, I think, for like six weeks in a row has had no touchdown passes. I mean, for a quarterback, it's really rough. He had six rushes uh, for 37 yards. Uh, I can't wait to get this guy uh, an offensive coordinator. So right now, the leading candidate, from what I understand, is not Byron Leftwich for the Bucks. although I believe he will be interviewed. Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl champion uh, um, head coach of the Eagles, um, who is supposedly a quarterback guru, for especially for young quarterbacks, and he brings a lot of experience. I think he would be the best choice for Jacksonville. I think he would really bring stability to there. He would bring like a championship pedigree, and he would bring in an offensive uh, a game plan that would really uh, help Trevor Lawrence. I think you just have to write this off as a redshirt year for Trevor Lawrence because what a disaster Urban Meyer was. I called it at the beginning. He should have been fired before the season starts uh, just to set that NFL record. That would have been cool. Again, the Jets win 26-21 over Jacksonville. Eagles and the Giants. The Eagles won this game 34-10. This was not a close game. Uh, the Eagles dominated from start to finish. Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma, second-round pick of the Eagles, 17-29. of 199 yards, two TDs. Uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, their first-round draft pick out of Alabama. Five catches, 80 yards, and a TD. He looks healthy. The Eagles are running the ball. They have some really terrific uh, players um, contributing. They have three first-round draft picks that we're going to discuss in the offseason, which is really interesting. Kadarius Toney, the, the first-round draft pick out of Florida, had four catches for 28 yards on his return for the Giants. The Giants had Glennon and Fromm out of Georgia playing quarterback they they just look terrible so again the eagles went 34 to 10 uh, on to the next game bears 25 seahawks 24 
Uh, Knicks Foles played for the Bears. There's no rookies to talk about. Seahawks suck. Hope you lose every game. Fire Pete Carroll. Uh, I'll start that on uh, trend on um, on anywhere. What, what would I what would I start a, a Pete, Fire Pete Carroll campaign? Where would I put that? Like the website? Just start a website, Fire Pete Carroll? Yeah, maybe we should start that because that's how much I can't stand that guy. Let's get him out. You know, let's get to, uh, I can't stand the Seahawks, too. Hope you lose every game. Hope you lose your franchise. Congratulations to the Bears on winning a, a, an absolutely terribly boring game. Uh, Justin Fields, who I really love out of Ohio State, and I don't like Ohio State, by the way, so don't send me any stupid emails, all right? But I do like Justin Fields, and I think they found him. Uh, found somebody. Uh, Nick Foles actually got a win as a starting quarterback, uh, not in the playoffs, which is fantastic for Nick Foles. Uh, Chiefs dominated Pittsburgh 36-10. to this was too much Mahomes. He had one of the best games of, of the year for him. He only missed seven passes, completed 23 for 258 and three TDs. He was in total control. Najee Harris, the first-round draft pick at Alabama for the Pittsburgh Steelers, 19-93, which was really good for him. He never really ever, ever averages over four and a half yards a carry. Had five catches for 17 yards. He played very, very well. Uh, there's just the quarterback position for Pittsburgh is is – it's just not good. I believe that the reason why Ben's family is traveling to these games is because this is his last uh, go-round, and I think that uh, Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh's going to have to figure out that quarterback position. Oh, and by the way, you have a college pick quarterback that's that's pretty damn good, and he's coming out, so you might have a chance uh, to put him right in and have him start from day one. Can't wait to go over the quarterbacks with you guys in the offseason. Anyway, Isaiah Loudermilk, he is a defensive end out of Wisconsin, fifth-round pick of Pittsburgh. Just a solid player. He had six more tackles in this game. He's playing physical, but there's nobody else on Pittsburgh that plays physical. But Loudermilk it looks like a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he's going to be there a long time. Raiders, Broncos. Raiders won 17-13 to over the Broncos. Drew Locke is uh, he's just terrible. There's really nothing more to say about Drew Locke. I don't want to waste any more time on him. He's not a backup in the NFL. I'm not quite sure what he's going to do. The Broncos, again, scored 13 points. They have a good offense. They have good running backs, good receivers. They have a decent offensive line, if not an above-average offensive line, and this guy can't move the ball. The Raiders just basically did the Josh Jacobs, um, who was their uh, first-round draft pick at Alabama under Gruden two years ago, basically ran 21 times, 121 uh, nine yards. He ran very well in this game. The Raiders really kept the, the defense of the Broncos getting tired. The Raiders really kept the ball a lot because uh, they couldn't. Drew Glock couldn't get any first downs. So it is what it is. But uh, the Raiders won 17-13, a, a battle of two teams that aren't going anywhere, it doesn't look like. Speaking of a team that I do not want to play in the playoffs, Dallas-Washington game. Dallas won 56-14. Dak Prescott threw for four TDs. Their offense with, with Amari Cooper, Schultz, CeeDee Lamb, and Elliott is a terrific offense with that offensive line. Looks like their offensive line's finally healthy. Mika Parsons, uh, their first-round draft pick out of Penn State, had had a uh, sack and three tackles. If he's not defensive player of the year, not rookie, defensive player of the year, then these guys have no idea what they're watching. Or I have no respect for anybody that would vote for anybody else. I know that Garrett's going to get the picks because the guy can sack the quarterback. How about a guy that changes the entire defense? This is what I talked about with Deion Sanders every time. Deion doesn't have the stats. You know what Deion has? He has an entire left side of the field shut down. They don't even throw the ball over there, right? That's why Deion Sanders is the greatest player, and this is my opinion, to ever play the game of football from a defensive play from a defensive player. I have never seen a player, and I, I watched Lawrence Taylor play. I, 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 I've watched Leroy Selman play. I've watched all these great players play, 
And I'm telling you right now, Deion Sanders literally shut the field down to 50% of the field. You, you, there is nobody that was like him. Anyway, I'm not going to go on a rant about Deion Sanders, but there's nobody like him. And then if you want to watch the draft combine and go back in time, watch Deion run the 40. The guy gets out of a limo, doesn't even warm up, right? Puts on a pair of shoes, runs uh, a 40, a 4-2-40, and gets back in the limo and drives away. I mean, my goodness, he, he invented swag before swag was a word. Deion Sanders. So uh, this Dallas game wasn't close. Uh, the Dallas defense is smothering, guys. This is not a team you want to play in the playoffs right now. Their defense is healthy. It's crazy good. They are physical. They are mean. That offense can move the ball. Uh, I think right now the Dallas Cowboys are the most complete team in the NFL, I, and, and I do not want to play the Dallas Cowboys. I would play anybody else but the Dallas Cowboys right now. The only chance you have against the Cowboys is Dak Prescott can have a bad game. That's pretty much it. If, if he's off, he's off. But when he's on with this defense, the Dallas is I, I just I just don't see anybody beating them. Dolphins and the Saints. Uh, Dolphins won twenty to three over the the sucky Saints. Tua, the Dolphins' first round draft pick in Alabama, 1926, 198 in a TD. Uh, Jalen Waddle. I've talked about him from week one. He's the Alabama receiver. They picked him in the first round at ten catches, ninety two yards, and a TD. This kid is awesome. I talked to you about his top end speed. He was the first receiver taken. I think he's a, a just amazing player. He has 96 receptions on the year. He's about to break Anquan Bolden's rookie record for catches. Um, he will have that record. So you have two rookies this year. You have the number one tight end in the NFL history rookie, and you're going to have the, the receptions leader for rookies in the NFL history with Jalen Waddell. Unless, unless injury happens, this is going to be a shoe-in. Javon Holland, their second-round pick out of Oregon, had five more tackles. That kid's a stud. I love that kid. I've talked about him since, I think, week three. He also returns for them. He is such a terrific player. He has many Pro Bowls in his future, so that's awesome. So let's talk about the Saints for a second. By the way, they suck. Apparently, the only time they can win a game is against the Bucs, right? Three wins in their last nine games, and two of them are against the Bucs, and one's against the Jets. I mean, I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I just don't get it. The New Orleans Saints in this game passed for 81 yards, and ran for 83 yards. That is correct. That's 160 yards of total offense. So uh, maybe the NFL will then retract their franchise because they suck so bad. I don't know. Maybe that would happen. To all the Saints fans who were laughing and, and, and happy about your win last week, I want you to think about this. When the Bucks are winning another Super Bowl, where are you going to be as a Saints fan? What are you going to do? Are you going to still be sitting in your jersey, like on your couch, like thinking about what it was like to have Drew Brees win games for you. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys are thinking about, but you suck. Um, hope you lose every game. Um, anyway, Grace is looking at me. Poor Grace is a New Orleans fan. I don't know. She just looks at me. She's so pathetic with her with her looking. And so I'm not going to apologize for the Saints, okay? They absolutely suck. All right. Um, that's a great way to finish our podcast is to have Grace laughing at me. So listen. This is a this is a really big time of year for the car business, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my GM hat and I'm gonna tell you right now is the best time to buy a car. Everybody says when's and they always text me, hey Sean, when's the best time to right now? Right now is the best time to buy a car. One, your car is about to change another year. It's gonna be worth less in January third than it is worth right now. That's a fact. Okay? Supplies are low. Supplies are not getting better in the first quarter of next year. So if you wanna buy a new car, 
or, or get a low-mile pre-owned car with a lifetime warranty at Pilker Report, now is the time to do that. Do not wait. Um, I'd like to um, say thank you to Joe Buckspan for giving the, us the opportunity to have a podcast and to the Curry family for sponsoring the podcast and to um, all the terrific people that contributed to our Christmas party for our employees. And I'm very excited about our future. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm, I'm good to go for the rest of the year. I won't miss one unless uh, there's a technical difficulty. But uh, we'll see. We have some guests coming up in the offseason, which would be very fantastic. But I, I cannot wait for the playoffs. We're in the playoffs, guys. We've clinched our division. We're on our way. And that defense is getting in Super Bowl form. And you guys can see it. And I know you can see it. We're going to roll the Jets and the Panthers. We're going to roll into that, in that first week. And we're gonna just uh, we're gonna go. You know what? It's Brady time. And I, I know you guys saw Brady saying this year he's gonna throw the Lombardi Trophy overhand versus underhand. I love that. Love the swag. Uh, go Bucks. Um, hope you enjoyed your drive home. See you next time.